Today's episode is brought to you by Heart Lift International, a 501c3 dedicated to making home and family the safest, most secure, and most emotionally healthy place on earth. It's also brought to you by Heartlift Central, our brand new community over on Substack, where your paid subscriptions help support broadcasting this podcast all over the world. To find out more about each of these incredible organizations, go to my website, JanelleRairden.com. That's J-A-N-E-L-L-R-A-R-D-O-N.com. Today, I'm coming to you again from Antwerp, Belgium. I have one more week here, sadly, but today it's been snowing and it's just been magical. Unless you are one of the many, many, many residents of Antwerp who ride their bikes back and forth to work every day like my son-in-law. So I'm sure that's not fun when you have to ride in the rain or the snow. But for me, looking out my apartment window, sitting here talking to you with a cup of tea, the snow is lovely. We're continuing our conversation today about perception. I would love with all of my heart, mind, soul, and body to hear your thoughts on our last two episodes. We've learned that perception is something that is going on inside of our brains uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, unless we're asleep. And then I'm wondering if perception doesn't even get involved in our REM sleep or our deep sleep where we have dreams. So I just would love to hear your thoughts on my object lessons of dishrags and tram rides so that we can communicate and really talk back and forth. We can do that on Instagram at Janelle Rarden or over on our Substack community, Heartlift Central. All that information's in the show notes, please. And if you're on Spotify, you can leave me a note on Spotify as well. So we're going to continue today, but today I'm going to bring in a very special Heartlifter, a friend of mine, Janet McHenry. I've been holding on to this conversation for the exact right time as Janet has a brand new book coming out. She has 24 books, six on prayer, but this book, Praying Personalities, Finding Your Natural Prayer Style, it's being released on February 13th. So go ahead and pre-order it because I'm going to tell you, this is a super, super helpful book. Janet has designed an incredible quiz that you can take on her website, JanetMcHenryMCHENRY.com. I have taken it not once, but twice, and it gives you an indication of your praying personality. And mine has come out as, I was a little bit surprised, an organized prayer. But then when I read more about it, I thought, yeah, that that's really me. I see prayer as an emotional outlet and as a very disciplined practice in my life. And as I've thought about our conversations on perception, I've thought this this is it. This is the perfect time here at the beginning of a brand new beautiful year for us to talk about one of the greatest spiritual tools in our spiritual toolbox, prayer that will help us do the hard work to make the necessary changes in our perception of how we make meaning of our life. 
Prayer helps us find out what is misaligned. And always, and I can use this universal statement, always, always leads me to truth. And as I have found out in my private practice, it actually can help us rewire our neural pathways. And so here we go. I hope that you have a pen and paper or journal out, get a cup of something delicious. The snow is now falling in blizzard style and it's just so lovely. So let's take this very important time, set it aside and discover what our praying personalities just might be. Janet, welcome. Welcome to the fascinating conversation we're going to have. <laughs> Thank you, Janelle. It's it's always a treat to be with you. Praying personalities, like go ahead, tell us where this came from in your heart. <laughs> you are a seasoned author and a more seasoned speaker and teacher and mentor to so many, but praying personalities, it it's a different twist and I love this twist. Well, I've been uh you know, prayer walking for years and just fascinated by the concept of prayer, um, wrote several books and so forth. And uh, I just was, uh, had the opportunity one day to speak about prayer and how to incorporate, you know, more prayer into our lifestyle to uh, a group of writers. And I heard myself say, <laughs> you know, you have those moments. Yeah. You're like, I- I heard myself say, perhaps it has something to do with our personality in the way that we pray. And then there was kind of this silent moment. I thought, and I said out loud, well, maybe that's a book, my friends. (laughs) Maybe it's a movement, my friends. (laughs) Maybe Um, That's very kind. But I just, I feel like um, God just laid the concept on me Mm -hmm. that uh, you know, I can shed the guilt. You know, people tell us that we should have a prayer closet and that we should go there an hour every day. And people mm-hmm. tell us that we should write out all of our prayers. Yes. And then people say that, you know, you should have a notebook and you should keep track of of all of your prayer requests that you've gotten and date them and write the answers in and all of that. You know, but I realized, but, you know, none of this feels like me, but maybe none of this feels like you either. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, perhaps there's a natural praying style given my God-given personality. Mm. Uh, So I began investigating that, began digging into the Bible, thinking about different kinds of ways that people have assessed personality over the centuries. And And then also even thinking about how perhaps spiritual gifts and what they might have to do with our prayer life. So that's kind of a little bit about what the book is. Yeah, it's so well laid out. Part one is biblical praying styles, which I cannot wait to dig into (laughs) your mind. Part two is personality types, which I do a lot of that kind of work in the work that I do. I particularly do use the Enneagram quite a bit, and you mentioned that. Part three is spiritual gifts, ministry gifts, manifestation gifts, motivational gifts. And then part four is your praying style. Mm -hmm. And I think, Janet, for me, I just took a huge breath of relief when I poured through the copy that you forwarded to me. I just felt relief. I'm, I'm actually just feeling shame pour off of me. 
And that's and that's exactly where I was hoping to take the reader, you know, to kind of shed some of that guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, because even as a speaker who for years and years and years I've I've advocated for prayer walking, how it can change your life, it changed my life, and so it'll change your life. You know, I lost weight, I depression vanished, the fears that I'd had in my life were no longer there anymore. And so everybody should prayer walk. And then at conferences or retreats, there'd always be, you know, one or two ladies to come up to me and say, but Janet, I can't walk. So what should I do? And I felt that hurt in them that I had uh-huh. laid something on them. Ooh, like a burden. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. That I've laid something on them because of my passion to see people prayer walking for the communities and praying for their neighborhoods. Uh, and that, you know, I was just kind of adding to their load instead of offering some sort of relief or help in some other kind of way. So that was the way I kind of dug into the wow. Bible to kind of say, well, well, God, let's look at your people, mm-hmm. you know, and how did they pray? Yeah. And oh my goodness, they <laughs> prayed in so many different ways. That's so fascinating. uh, Yeah. And God answered their requests. You know, he answered Moses was more of a cerebral prayer. And so go ahead. Tell us all about that cerebral prayer. I love it. Two chapters in Exodus, Exodus three and four, about how he argues with God, you know, about half a dozen different ways about why he can't lead the Israelites (laughs) of Egypt and slavery. Yeah. You know, and but God still used him, and you know, He met him where He was. He you did. know, or or you so what have does that the, mean like a cerebral? Because you have that in part one. It's and it's the very first part. Cerebral prayers. I love that pray yes. with a hyphen ers. <laughs> so a cerebral prayer would be like Moses, and what might that look like? So heartlifters, this is your chance. This is your chance to really <laughs> lean in. This is our lean in moment. When you are going to go, that's me, right? <laughs> and right. I just think it's going to be a birthing. That's what I meant a few minutes ago when I said you're birthing a movement because I've not seen this, Janet. I have been walking with my sweet Jesus and prayer walking and prayer dancing. <laughs> I was a dance warrior for years. <laughs> I've danced down aisles of churches all over the place, all over the country uh, <laughs> until I broke my back. And so... What does that mean then? A cerebral prayer. A cerebral prayer might be someone like Adam, you know, who kind of questioned God or Job, like Job. A, a thinker, you know, he's trying to think through why God, God would lay this on him. And he, you know, it's a theological kind of a thought process that he's got and, yeah. you know, a, a style of approaching God in that way to explain to me, God, you know, why am I in this position or you know, someone who dialogues like Moses did, you know, back and forth or, or Gideon who asks God for signs, you know, those kind of people who operate from, you know, they, they, they make decisions based on, is it logical? You know, that kind of person. Reasonable. Correct. And and I resonate with this too, because even when uh, my pastor is preaching and maybe he gets on the emotional side. I'm kind of like, okay, um, but give me the facts, you know, tell me the reasons, you know, behind it. So I can understand the way you're, you're coming at me here. Mm-hmm. So that kind of person, but then they're also, uh, but I found that they're like emotive prayers. Yes, do tell us, Bible. please. I have and no maybe- doubt I'm that person. 
<laughs> I, I was already thinking that. Janelle. I'm just guessing. Well, maybe Hannah, you know, you think of Hannah, oh, you know, she's girl. pouring out her heart, you know, she cannot have a child and she's just going to God and crying, you know, she's look upon my misery or maybe uh, someone like David who danced, you know, and his wife is just thinking, think he's just, just nuts. And how embarrassing are you? You know, 75 of the Psalms, he wrote them and they're just outpourings of his heart, you know, emotional yeah. kind of pieces. Yeah. Or uh, even uh, Jeremiah, who wrote, oh, you know, yeah, not only, you know, his book of prophecy, but uh, where he's laying out. But we have to be careful because he's laying out God's laments. So yeah. here's God's laments. And he is also lamenting along with the Lord in that. So those are right. more kind of emotive prayers. Mm -hmm. And so you know, what, how are they going to pray? They might be, you know, they could, uh, maybe they want to write in poetry. They want to oh, write I their prayers that. in poetry. Mm -hmm. I have a friend, I serve with the national day of prayer leadership team here in California. Wow. And we meet every Saturday morning for an really? hour to pray together every, every Saturday morning, throughout the year <laughs> we meet throughout the year. That is commitment. And, uh, and so Harry, you know, by the end of our time together, someone will say, well, Harry, do you have a poem? And he does. And it succinctly represents exactly the way that we've been praying that day. Wow. No, so yeah. that's, you know, that's a new form. Maybe you want, mm -hmm. you listen to worship music, you know, while you're fixing dinner and you're dancing along with it. That's yes. not me though. Right. I know. <laughs> I love being in meetings with you because I'll look over and you're just so like intense and quiet. <laughs> and I'm just like, not that. And I just want to be like you for 10 minutes so oh. I can, you know, have that side of my brain awakened. It's true though, you know, and I appreciate the, that we both bring something different to the table and that we both, I mean, we all need to learn all of these different ways. Okay. So you have another way, a devotional prayer, a devotional yeah. A devotional prayer would be someone who always seems to be, you know, in tune with God, perhaps that they are, you know, they're devoted, you know, I'm more than, I like the word devoted, a devoted prayer, you know, mm -hmm. someone who finds inspiration in God's word, someone who is visionary in nature, mm -hmm. seems to be completely in tune with God, you know, someone like Abraham, Abraham mm -hmm. was called friend of God, you know, he, he. Uh, he heard God and he did what God asked him to do. And Deborah, uh, mm. you know, like a more thank, the thankful poetic response that she had when, when she experienced victory as the judge. Yeah. And so, you know, she wrote this, we have a whole, almost a whole chapter of poetry it's amazing. in response to a war victory. <laughs> Judges six, correct? About that. Yeah. Five or six. Yeah. I'm just yeah. studying that. Correct. Right. Or yeah. Elijah or Jabez who have more kind of visionary kinds of perspectives, you know, mm -hmm. that were, you know, Jabez says, bless me, you know, enlarge mm -hmm. my tent, you know, uh, keep me safe, you know, be with me always, mm -hmm. that kind of prayer. So it's, that's a visionary in nature, mm -hmm. you know, and gives us that permission to pray in that way. Would that be then, more uh, intu intuitive as well? Like, yeah, maybe I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of in intuition with mm -hmm. that, but also just a sense of God's presence continually. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I might. Yeah. It's not about me, but my brain yeah. is just going a hundred miles a minute because it's just so 
freeing. And uh, I will talk more about that in a minute because I want us to go ahead and, and talk about this last, the physical prayer. I mean, I don't know. I mean, can we yeah. be all of them? <laughs> The physical, they these kinds of prayers in the Bible, you know, they responded physically to God. Even think of um, Joshua. We don't really hear his prayers. So we hear one complaint later on, you know, in his service to the Lord. But he, God spoke to him, and Joshua obeyed. Mm-hmm. You know, over and over, God spoke to him. Joshua obeyed. So he followed through, actually, with yeah. his devoted self mm-hmm. to obey God. I think and Ezekiel, the, would that be yeah. one? Wouldn't Ezekiel be yeah. like Ezekiel, laying on his side and right? All of the 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 kinds of ways that he ex- was asked to, you know, express, you know, uh, his devotion to God in a physical manner, mm-hmm. and then um, the fasting prayers like uh, Ezra mm-hmm. or Nehemiah mm-hmm. or Esther, you know, that they, you know, this helped them hear from God. It helped mm-hmm. them. Um, have courage and help them to know that they were going to be provided for, you know, so they're, and so these kind of uh, physical prayers, they need to express their, um, you know, their prayers physically, maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to prayer walk, you know, they're going to get out Mm -hmm. on the streets, they're going to pray for whatever they see. Uh, Maybe they walk a labyrinth, you know, if maybe, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they walk a labyrinth, you know, where you're, you're walking to the inside, you're giving mm. everything over to Lord. And then as you go back out of the labyrinth, then mm. you're receiving from God, you know, they sense that in a physical nature. Right. Um, it makes me think of Eric Little as well. You know, when yeah. I run, when I run, I feel God, right. I am, a, I'm a, I embody God is what he would say, you know, well, how right. we would understand that this year. Exactly. I think when I was a dancer, I mean, choreography for me was my prayer. It just wasn't. If I'd known this, you know, I wouldn't have maybe put so much guilt and shame on myself that I wasn't sitting in my prayer closet or sitting and writing a list down or keeping a prayer notebook, all of the things you listed initially that that very good people, very well-meaning people, you know, have brought to the table. But you're just enlarging the conversation and enlarging us and, and allowing us to experience a freedom in prayer. You know, I mentioned to you earlier that I was in conversation after a a very hard funeral with uh, someone that it was just really one of those difficult funerals, a young, young man and a friend of mine and I went to a little cafe and we ended up being there four and a half hours. And in our conversation, she was trying to decide whether to go to this uh, prayer training that she had gone to for years. And I commented to her that. Uh, someone had said to me when she was having surgery, they called me and said, well, now don't just pray any prayer. You need to pray mountain moving prayers. And it really hit me wrong. And I thought, what does that mean? So I sent that to her. I said, this person told me I shouldn't just pray for you. I needed to pray mountain moving prayers. And she said, well, I mean, that's not wrong. I think that's a great thing. I said, but, but aren't all of my prayers mountain moving prayers? And we just had the most interesting discussion, Janet. I'd love to hear you, what you feel like bringing, help us here. Uh, Aren't all of our prayers mountain moving prayers, no matter how we do them, no matter how we say them, no matter if we're emotive or if we're cerebral. Right. Right. I think that, um, you know, the one idea is that 
we're, we're go to God because we can't see a human and you know, naturally human problem solving strategy that I can use. Like yeah. some people are last minute, like help God, because oh. I can't figure this out. Um, and so in that sense, they all can be mountain moving kinds of prayers, mm -hmm. but I do encourage people to, to pray big, to pray, mm -hmm. you know, what I call pray beyond your reach, because I if, like if I'm only, if I'm praying for like, God, give me that job. I'm fully qualified for it. You know what? My resume just lines up perfectly in that kind of sense. I've already given God the rationale for, you know, why I deserve it <laughs> and good. that, and that, um, I'm not trusting him perhaps for something bigger. Um, maybe ask God for the job I'm not qualified for the job that he's going to oh. grow me into or you know, because of the way he's going to stretch me, stretch me, grow me spiritually, grow, grow my strengths, mm -hmm. uh, help me to minimize my weaknesses in my life. And a lot of that relates to personality too. It does. But, um, so that's how, what I'll tell people is like, Hey, you know, pray beyond your reach. Naturally, we're going to pray for those things, you know, uh, you know, my kid is sick. I'm on heal him, Lord, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, um, you know, because, because of the goodness of God, you've seen that him do that in the past, yeah. but, um, in impossible kind of situations, we can, you know, put those into God's hands and trust him. It's that, uh, the idea of, um, you know, understanding that I'm not big enough for the prayer, <laughs> yeah. but God is, I trust God and that he mm. will answer me. So, yeah. <laughs> so sobering and so such an invitation. So if you don't mind, I would really love to stop for just a moment, take a pause and invite all the heartlifters listening to pray beyond their reach right now. Just ask God for one, one thing. Janet, would you lead? I'm just going to ask. Absolutely. Put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> Father God, we thank you, Lord, for um, this situation that's in our hands right now. And so we um, we pray for the ability to hand it over to you um, it, because we tell you that we believe you. Help us in those moments of unbelief, Lord God, and help us to know that you have the best for us and that you will provide the best for us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So hold that close to your heart, heart lifters, <laughs> because I believe we just prayed beyond our reach. And I'm beyond grateful to you, Janet. You have inspired me and invited me to pray big, to pray big, <laughs> to pray bigger and trust God in that, that he might have something I don't have any idea is in the future it really has been my life's mojo. So it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I understand that very well. Heartlifter, we're going to pause here. We're going to take a deep breath. We're going to collect ourselves. And uh, as Robert Browning once said, ah, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp. Or what's a heaven for? When we talk about mountain moving, praying, reaching, extending beyond our grasp, we're really just saying, God, I really just want what you want for me. 
I think we limit ourselves so very often. And when I said, you know, it's kind of been my life's mojo that he always asked me to do something I feel very ill-equipped to do, it, it's true. And then when I get really to a point where I feel I'm good and I'm sailing at it, he invites me into something else that causes intense discomfort and growth. And that's what we've been talking about uh, here at the beginning of the season, the beginning of this new year. You know, where does God want to take us this year? How might he change our perceptions? Anything that's misaligned in our brain where we are limiting ourselves, where perhaps our traumas from the past or our childhood traumas or things that we've experienced throughout our life that are holding us back, that are holding us hostage, that are holding us harness that. Let's harness it. I just feel that so powerful that God wants us to harness the wind of his spirit so that we can soar this year into new heights, into new ways, into new belief systems, into new, new powerful ways to move in our life and serve him and serve others. So I think this is an episode worthy of re-listening to and, and taking the time to visit Janet's site, JanetMcHenry.com, take the personalities quiz, the praying personalities quiz, and just step back, right? Take a moment to look at your life and shed any of the shoulds about your prayer life, things that have weighed you down, like I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should be doing that. No, no. How has God designed you, Heartlifter? How has he created you and how is he inviting you to fellowship with him? Because that's what prayer is all about.